Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey guys, I have to tell you about this new podcast that I am so very excited about. It's called 10 Minute Mysteries, and it is part of the brand new American Girl Podcast Network. This show is based on one of American Girl's classic mystery books, The Light in the Cellar, a Molly mystery, narrated by me. On this podcast, we take listeners on a fun and spooky journey that is perfect for listening together as a family. Each episode is about 10 minutes, perfect for bedtime, car rides, and quiet time. We have one episode available right now with new episodes dropping every single week. All right. Thank you, guys. You're listening to the American Girl Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Maggie Lawson, the narrator of 10-Minute Mysteries. This season's story is based on one of our favorite American Girl mystery books, The Light in the Cellar, a Molly mystery by Sarah Bucky. Episode 1, Greystone Manor. Bennett, heel! Good boy! Say, Emily, this stretch of road is nice and quiet. I think it's a good spot to practice your bike riding, don't you? Molly McIntyre asked. She and her friends Emily, Susan, and Linda were walking their bicycles along the sidewalk in Jefferson, looking for a place for Emily to practice riding a bicycle. Before the war, Emily had lived with her parents in London. When the Germans began bombing London, Emily's parents had sent her to the United States to live with her Aunt Primrose in Jefferson, Illinois. When Emily arrived, her aunt was in the hospital with pneumonia. So Molly's mother had invited Emily to stay with their family while her aunt recovered. The girls shared Molly's bedroom, and they even got their puppies, Bennett and Yank, on the same day. Molly thought of Emily as almost part of the family, and Emily wanted to learn how to ride a bike, like Molly and her friends. Yes, I'll give it a try, said Emily. Here, Molly, will you hold Yank's leash for me? Of course. Bennett, who's a good boy? Yank, be polite, no nipping. Emily handed the puppy over to Molly, then swung onto her bicycle. As she pushed off, the girls called, Be sure to pedal and steer and don't forget to... But Emily fell onto the dirt road with a thud. If she doesn't learn to ride by tomorrow, you two can't be magazine girls, Linda said to Molly. I know. I wish we were doing junior first aid with you and Susan, said Molly. At school, Molly's teacher had posted a list of volunteer jobs for kids who wanted to help with the war effort. The other girls had all signed up for the junior first aid program. They were learning first aid skills, and they had shiny JFA whistles to use in an emergency. Molly had wanted to sign up for the JFA, but Emily wanted to be a magazine delivery girl at the convalescent hospital where her aunt was a patient. So Molly signed up with her. Their job started tomorrow. After school, Molly and Emily were supposed to bicycle to the Red Cross headquarters, pick up the used magazines, and then bike to Oak Knoll Hospital, where they would deliver them to the patients. She'll never be able to bike that far, Molly thought, as Emily tumbled off again. But Emily got right up. She walked her bike back to the girls and picked up her puppy. As Yank licked her face, she pointed ahead and said, Let's go up that hill. 
If I could just get a bit more speed, I think I could keep my balance. The puppies pulled eagerly at their leashes as Molly, Emily, Linda, and Susan turned on to Overlook Hill Road, which had big houses with long driveways and names like Pine Forest and Ridgely Park. Emily said, This road reminds me a bit of England. England must be pretty fancy. Some of the richest people in Jefferson live up here, said Molly. Susan said, We're getting close to that old mansion at the top of the hill. There are stories about strange noises there at night. Some kids say they've even seen ghosts. Those are just silly stories. Maybe, but let's stop here, Linda urged. The road was quiet, almost deserted. Emily turned and looked down the hill they had just climbed, saying, All right, this should do well enough. As Molly, Linda, and Susan parked their bikes at the side of the road, Emily handed Yank's leash to Molly and then took off down the hill. Maybe this time it'll work, thought Molly, crossing her fingers as the bike picked up speed. Then Emily wobbled and fell over. It's getting late. It'll be dark soon. Maybe we should go home, said Susan, as Emily pushed her bike back to the top of the hill. No, we can't go. Not yet. I said I was going to learn how to ride today, and I will. Emily squared her thin shoulders, then jumped back on the bike and began pedaling hard. Oh my gosh, said Molly, as the bike went down the hill faster and faster. When Emily disappeared around a bend in the road, Molly dropped the puppy's leashes and chased after the speeding bicycle with Linda and Susan on her heels. They found Emily lying in a ditch. Molly knelt beside her. Are you okay? Yes, I did it. I pedaled and I steered. But you haven't learned how to brake. You could have been hurt. And look at your leg. Blood trickled from a gash down the side of Emily's right leg. Linda grabbed a clean handkerchief from her pocket. Here, let me help you. We're learning how to clean and bandage wounds in junior first aid, Linda said. Susan pulled out her shiny JFA whistle and asked hopefully, Think we should signal for help? Thank you, but I don't need help. Look, the bleeding is stopping already. Let's just go home now. Emily stood up. Together, the girls headed back up the hill to get the other bikes and the two puppies. They found the bikes just where they had left them, but the dogs had disappeared. Oh no! Where did they go? Bennett, here boy! It's getting dark. We've got to find them. Yank, where are you? Come back! Desperately, the girls began calling. Bennett, Yank, here boy! I hear them! I think it's coming from over there. Come on, let's go. We'll get the bikes on the way back. The girls hurried up the road, which went around a bend and suddenly ended at the top of the hill. Beside a driveway leading off to the left was a faded sign that said, Greystone Manor. And beneath, in smaller letters, Courier. We can't go down there, said Susan. Why not? Emily asked. Susan hesitated, then said, Greystone Manor has been empty for a really long time. Kids used to go there on a dare, but not now. Nobody goes there anymore, said Linda. Not even on a double dare. Hear that? The puppies can't be too far away now. Come on. Don't go near the house, Susan warned, as Molly and Emily started down the driveway. Around a curve, Greystone Manor suddenly came into view. The mansion sat at the bottom of the driveway, surrounded by tall pine trees. As the sun set, turning the sky orange-red, the trees cast long shadows across the mansion, 
It looked dark and forbidding. Molly felt a chill go up her back. She cupped her hands around her mouth and called, Bennett! Yank, where are you? Not so loud, said Linda. But why? You said nobody comes here anymore. You're not scared, are you? Wait a minute. Somebody must be here. Look in the cellar. There's a light. Molly pointed, and the girls peered down at the mansion. A faint light shone in one of the small cellar windows, like an ember glowing in a pile of gray ashes. We can't go any closer, said Susan. But what if the puppies can't hear us calling? Emily asked. Molly turned to Susan. Can I borrow your whistle? Susan looked surprised, but she pulled the lanyard over her head and handed Molly her JFA whistle. They hear us! Bennett, here, boy! Come, Yank! The puppies burst from the woods and bounded up the driveway, their tails wagging furiously. Molly grabbed Bennett's leash and picked him up, burying her face in his soft fur. Oh, Bennett, I thought you were lost. Let's get out of here, said Susan. She started back up the driveway and the other girls followed. Molly glanced back at Greystone Manor. Then she stopped and stared. Look, the light's gone out. Maybe it was just a reflection of the sun, said Linda, walking quickly toward the road. I'm sure it was a light, thought Molly, looking back once more at the shadowy house. I wonder who turned it off. But was it just the sun's reflection? Or is there someone staying in the abandoned house? Do you think Molly's instinct was right all along? Listen to next week's episode to find out just what happened in Greystone Manor and what item has suspiciously gone missing from the Red Cross. Thank you so much for listening to 10-Minute Mysteries. And parents, don't forget to write us a review wherever you are listening. It really helps us out. Your family can also watch and listen to 10-Minute Mysteries on YouTube as well. Visit AmericanGirl.com and follow at AmericanGirlBrand on Instagram for more updates on your favorite dolls, books, and American Girl Podcast Network podcasts. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.